A lot of witches and other magical people, like shamans and sorcerers, will work with ancestors. There's different ways that we can do this. I'm going to talk about um, how I do this personally and, uh, and offer up a technique that you can use for connecting to an ancestor. When it comes to working with ancestors, I'm specifically talking about working with human beings who have passed on to the other side of the veil. So I'm excluding um, fictional characters, although we can work with those in an ancestral way too, a deity, entities that never had human form. So ancestors are just people who once um, were in the realm of the middle world who are no longer in this realm. Now, if you believe in reincarnation like I happen to, uh, it can be a bit of a complex idea to think that how am I working with this ancestor when in, in most likelihood they've moved on to their next life. I like to think of it like this, that um, each of us leaves an energy signature behind that becomes part of the cosmic consciousness or the collective unconscious that we can um, tap into to connect <clears throat> with certain individuals. Now, if you think about their, their energy signature as existing, it's a location that we can travel to. And we have a cord within us that can extend out to this location. And this cord is comprised of our own experience with this person, our knowledge about that person. So when we connect to ancestors, what we do is we activate that cord and connect to the location of their energy spirit. Now that location of their energy spirit <clears throat> is not fixed in the cosmic consciousness somewhere. That location, that energy signature can move and present itself uh, in the middle world of everyday life, or we can encounter it on our own spiritual journeys into the realms, into the energetic realms, um, and also in the dream world, into the other world or the liminal realm uh, that is neither upper world nor underworld, but kind of is at the uh, nexus where the, these worlds meet, if you want to think of it that way. So although they're may have moved on into a new incarnation, their energy signature still is an entity in and of itself. And it's a location, um, it's a feeling, it's all these things that we can connect to. And that we have that little spark of them within us that becomes a cord that reaches out to that energy uh, signature that exists um, in eternity. Now sometimes, of course, this works the other way and that their energy signature connects with our cord and speaks to us. And this can happen on the function of the higher self, on a very kind of mystical, intellectual wisdom level. It can happen on a very profound kind of emotional level, very underworld energy. Uh, and they can also present themselves in the world of form 
that's the realm of the middle world where objects might move or we might feel the hair on the back of our neck um, stand on end or just really feel like that person is in the room with us. So their energy signature, the being that is that energy signature, can present itself in many different ways to us. If you already have a relationship like this with an ancestor, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, if you don't already have an, a relationship like this with at least one ancestor, then um, at the end of this audio, I do a little bit of a, provide some instruction on how to do a journey to connect with an ancestor where they'll come forward. So you kind of just put your cord out there and you know, it's, see what attaches to it in a healthy way, protecting against harmful energies, of course. I work with ancestors often. I actually find it kind of challenging to put it into a little segment in this uh, lesson because there's so much I want to talk about and it's so such a important part of my personal practice. Some of the ways I work with ancestors, um, I work with biological ancestors. So I have uh, a ring that was my departed father's that I will include in spells. It's uh, part of a prosperity spell I did a few months ago. It happens to be tiger's eye, which is great, a great stone for magic. Um, I carry his union card in my wallet. Uh, to connect with his energy. My father was a very supportive person, kind of put up with the craziness of his daughter um, and really believed in me and was a champion, a very quiet champion. And he was also very, uh, all about family. So those are the types of energy that I can connect with through my dad. And my dad was also a great do-it-yourselfer. And I am a do-it-yourselfer always fixing something around this place. So a lot of times I connect to his energy and ask him to come forward and guide me when I am doing something around the house, especially something that uh, maybe I'm a little bit timid of doing or that's a new experience. I will say, you know, Dad, uh, if you could watch over me while I operate this chainsaw, that would be great. Um, so that's a way I connect to my dad, to a biological ancestor. Um, there's also, we can just call upon certain characteristics. I have an aunt who was very tenacious, very outspoken, very much lived her truth. Um, and so I can connect to her, that traits of hers and honor her in that way, rather than just, you know, rather than really, um, evoking her energy into me. But I do evoke my dad's energy, I guess, on a regular basis, uh, my ancestors inhabit and populate my dream world. My dad is often in my dreams. My aunt that I've previously mentioned is often in my dreams as well. So those are some of the ways that I connect with them on a regular basis. You can also have um, an ancestor altar, which is a really great thing, and you can connect with ancestor energy that way, and you can honor them. You can, you know, different traditions have different uh, practices regarding how we honor our ancestors. 
my biological ancestors were not at all into witchcraft. And so, although I will use my dad's ring in the spell and call upon my dad's energy, I don't get his um, energy involved in my altar, which always features Hecate and um, often Persephone. So it just doesn't seem appropriate. If it seems appropriate to you, put it in. My ancestor altar, I guess, would be the collection of photos that I have that I keep beside my altar, my main altar, that includes an image of my dad. And I typically uh, will honor, do an ancestor ritual um, on the 1st of November, a full-blown, and we'll often have a supper, a quiet supper here at the house where there's an empty uh, space set for him and maybe other biological ancestors. So in our family, we do have a practice of honoring the ancestors. So if you are working with a biological family member and you want to include their image on your altar, that's perfectly acceptable. I think it really is a like it's a personal choice and it's about the relationship you had with them and about how you would best honor that person and what they would find most appropriate given their beliefs um, in that incarnation. Because we have to think, although a lot of wisdom is gained when we cross the veil, their energy signature is always going to consist of what their beliefs and personality were um, in that particular incarnation. So although they may have wisdom, they may understand that witchcraft is not of the devil. Um, They may not still be a big fan of it. I hope that makes sense. So it's really up to you whether or not you want to include biological ancestors on your main altar and how you work with them. If you evoke their spirit on a regular basis, I do suggest having a picture of them close to your main uh, working altar and uh, perhaps honoring them in some way, such as having something that they really like by it. Like my dad was a huge fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, He also was his animal. He wouldn't call it a spirit animal, but it was, was the loon and ducks. Uh, So I typically keep a couple of his prized uh, decoys or loon figures out near my altar or on my altar as a way of honoring him. So that's my understanding of how to work with and honor a biological ancestor. Now, in my life, because my family is very different from me, I often work with non-biological ancestors. Just like in real life, my non-biological family, I'm much closer to than my biological family. Over the years, I've worked with all kinds of non-biological ancestors. So these are figures who were once humans who have passed on, who have greatly... Um, inspired me and guided me in some way. And this can be someone, uh, you know, a, a witchcraft thought leader. For example, Doreen Valiente, I know is definitely an ancestor I honor and an ancestor that comes to me on a regular basis. I have a divinatory practice, which I call the Daily Doreen, um, where I take one of Doreen's books and I ask, connect with her for a minute. I say, Doreen, what's your wisdom for the day? And I uh, just let, you know, my finger be guided to a place in the book. And I do this with my eyes closed. And then I open my eyes and read that passage. 
and it's remarkable how accurate this was. Um, the other day, I was re I was working on um, corresponding herbs and gods and other things with the tarot in a modern way. And um, I was just I was writing about Kernunos and his association with a specific card. Um, and I said, oh, I haven't done the Daily Doreen yet. So I went and did the Daily Doreen. And what do you think was the page I turned to? The page where she talks about the horn god. That's me in the Daily Doreen. Um, so that's one way I connect to Doreen as an ancestor on a daily basis. I uh, have a separate place for Doreen. Uh, a special, a separate ancestor altar, if you will. I'm a member of her foundation. So I have all these really amazing postcards that they send out that have different during quotes. And uh, I keep them on the side of the fridge. So your ancestor altar doesn't have to be, you know, an elaborate setup or it can be an elaborate setup. But I walk by the side of the fridge constantly. And Doreen was a very practical sort of witch. And I think she would like to be honored on the side of the fridge that is very much the heart of my home and very much um, my heart as well in the kitchen. And I also write about Doreen and honor her in different ways. So those are some of the ways that I work with and honor um, ancestors. And ancestors, non-biological ancestors, can also be historical figures that aren't directly involved with witchcraft. Um, for many, many years, an ancestor that came forward to me quite spontaneously was um, the wife of the second president, Abigail Adams. Abigail was quite a trailblazer um, in her day, and I didn't know who she was when she first kind of started coming forward. Um, but she was a trailblazer. She was a, a great advocate for women's rights and uh, for the family and for public health and for uh, parenting that was quite modern uh, in its day and quite revolutionary. And she was certainly a really an integral force in the American Revolution as well. So that's an example of a non-biological ancestor that you may work with. And, you know, and I honored her in different ways as well. Um, to construct a full-blown ancestor altar, you can uh, print off images of ancestors that come forward to you. Like I have my Doreen postcards that have her picture on them. You can use images to connect with them because their uh, energy signature is always going to be linked with their physical form in a particular life. So that's a different way to do that. Uh, there is no big ritual that I'm going to get into because I really think that the way you honor your ancestors is a really personal thing uh, because it can vary so much. But, uh, you know, like you can leave tokens that meant a lot to them in their lifetime. You can give offerings of favorite foods. For example, when we do our quiet supper, we'll make something that my father was a big fan of in life. You can do all these kinds of different practices um, sage is a very wise herb, and I think it's a really good herb for connecting with ancestors, which is another reason why, you know, I chose sage as a correspondence for this lesson, because if you are doing a working where you're trying to connect with ancestors, um, sage is great. 
Another form of ancestor that I've worked with is that the non-biological one is one that is located geographically um, to where I am. So not a known person like Doreen or Abigail Adams, but someone who lived a quiet, you know, regular life, but lived in the same geographic location or the same home that I do. Uh, And they're energetic signature lives on. I have um, an Aboriginal Mi'kmaq guide, who I call a guide, but who is actually an ancestor in a form um, named Namiwe, who I honor in various ways. And he is very much a spirit of place, but he was an actual being. So I honor him as an ancestor because he was a human being that transitioned to the other side, but whose energy signature still very much resides in the area in which I live. If you are interested in um, connecting with an ancestor and you don't already have someone in mind, like you can think, you know, to explore, you could, you know, it can be a biological relative that was very influential in your life. It could be um, a mentor or teacher or someone who is very instrumental in your life who's since passed on. That's a non-biological example. It could be like me, someone, one of our ancestral witches that you connect with. Another known figure, you know, a literary figure, an author, not a literary, not some a literary figure in terms of a fictional figure, but someone who wrote that you connect with quite deeply. Uh, any, any figure, if there is someone in your life who seems very alive to you, but who is long dead, I think Emily Dickinson is another ancestor um, that may, that a lot of people, that she may come forward to a lot of people if they're, they're fans of her work. So those are some different examples. So you can look around in your own life and see who it is that you already kind of honor as an ancestor, maybe without explicitly labeling as such. And if you don't have such a person, a good technique to do is to just enter into a meditative state and to just completely kind of open yourself up, open your cord up that connects um, to the past, but specifically to the energy of the past concerning others who have uh, messages for you, who want to uh, inspire you and guide you in this current incarnation. So sometimes this gets tangled up between our own past lives Um, Because sometimes an ancestor that we work with, we can actually be their current incarnation. um, And that we connect to that energy signature from the past because that energy signature was once us. So we have that kind of soul to soul connection in the sense that it's the same soul, just different um, physical packages in this life. So that can be one way it worked. It can be another kind of uh, past life experience in the fact that we had had a relationship with a certain figure in the past. 
So it can get involved with our past life work. But the idea of this chord is not to go into our own past lives too deeply, but get into um, connecting with the wisdom of the ancestors as they care to present themselves to us. Just do a simple kind of meditative journey. You can prepare for this by uh, listening to the Sacred Seven meditation to kind of get yourself aligned and attuned. Uh, You can listen to some meditative music. I really like Byron Metcalf and he has uh, different songs that actually can really help you connect to the ancestors. Gates of Initiation is a good one. He has a whole album called They Were Here, which is really quite, quite phenomenal for doing this kind of work. Um, and you can just really like to set the tone with some nice shamanic drumming, nothing too fast. And just concentrate on opening your higher self, the third eye of your higher self. And letting it reach, reach towards the past. So activating your cord of the past. But selecting it to go towards ancestors who wish to come forward. And to guide you in this present life. So it's really having a specific focus. As you go in this, you just let that cord, that very precise cord, Reach, reach out through your higher self with your third eye open wide and let it just connect it may take a while here so just take your time, connect now doing this kind of working where you're opening yourself up You need to really also be in a state of awareness where harmful ancestors that may come forward, where you can exclude them, you cast them out, you banish them. So if anyone comes forward that feels a bit off, trust your third eye, it never lies. And tell them to go away. And as your cord kind of extended and branched out. It will eventually settle on. The right connection. And you'll know it's the right connection because you'll feel like the lights go on. You'll feel that connection. It will be comfortable. And just let any images come forward. Anything you hear, anything you see, you smell, 
the location if the ancestor presents in a specific location. Note what the ancestor is wearing, what they're doing. And if your intention is to form a working present-day relationship with this ancestor, envision this in your mind's eye, in your higher, higher self. Let this intention come out through that cord to them. So that your physical being is transported to the place where they are. Listen to them. Talk about this. If it's right. If this is the type of ancestor relationship that works with this particular um, entity. Ask them any questions you may have. And when the time comes, travel back down through that cord, back into your higher self. Loosen the cord. Unless you have a, you're going to do a spell or a ritual involving that ancestor straight away. But if you're done with the working for now, thank them for their time and attention. Ask them to guide you forward. Ask them if there's any specific way they'd like to be honored. Loosen the cord more. Fully back in your present body now. And when you're ready, just write down and describe your experience or make a voice recording about it. And I hope uh, you form a relationship with ancestors and find different ways of including ancestors in your witchery. Because like I said at the start of this file, uh, working with ancestors is one of my favorite and just it's just like everyday life it's just like any other relationship that I have with the ancestors I work with and it really brings value and uh, to my life